And we are back with another episode of Midweek Mention. This week we're working off a skeleton team. I've got Allie. How you doing, Allie? I'm lovely. Hello. And then I've got Schweitz. What's going on, Schweitz? Nobody has ever referred to me as a skeleton before. <laughs> and I'm Ant in Brooklyn. Ask Diana on Twitter. So let's get right into it. Um, a lot of good shows this week. A lot of good content. Um, definitely a little over the place, but uh, I want to start off by throwing out what athletes have you either played against or interacted with, and um, we'll throw it out to you, Allie. So who do you got? All right. So kind of starting out from the top here. So I actually ran cross country on the same high school team with Madison Bumgarner, the former pitcher of the Giants, or MVP of the World Series, now pitches for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So funny story. We basically grew up together. And his wife, who's also named Allie, we all played rec basketball together. Her mom and my dad coached rec basketball all throughout our childhood. So we grew up together. And then I gave up basketball, switched over to cross country. And Madison was a grade below me. And he started running just because his girlfriend at the time was on the cross country team. Not a lot of people know that he wasn't just a baseball player. He also did cross country. He wasn't very good at it. But it's just weird seeing the super lanky, very dull, not much of a personality, but awesome at pitching. Just decide, hey, I'm going to go out and run 3.1 miles to try and stay in shape for baseball. And now he's like a superstar from a teeny tiny small town in North Carolina. Cool. So when's the last time you interact with him? Would it be back in high school? Would it be your senior year or have you so had the last, contact? Well, the last time, yeah, the last time I saw him, um, well, Two times ago, he was at my house swimming because I was the only one with a pool. So we would have all of our all of our summer like school bash parties at my house. And my brother, who's two years older than me, was on the baseball team. So we'd always have the baseball people over, the cross country people over, track people over. So he's actually peed at my house before. But the very and last he time he probably peed in your pool. He probably <laughs> peed in my pool. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the last time I saw him was in 2012, right after they had won the World Series and. I was at a Mexican restaurant with my brother and our friends. Then him and his wife, Allie, also came into the restaurant and it was just dead. So it was like eight or nine o'clock at night. And we all just decided to have dinner together. And that was the last time I saw him because he's really not home much because he does a lot of the roping and horse riding, especially now that he lives in Arizona. You don't really see him back in North Carolina so much. His big mansion and his farm is like 10 minutes away from my parents' house. But yeah, he's really not around as much as he used to be because he has his Arizona life now. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. I wonder, were you at all interested when he was doing his couple of playoff runs where the Giants did well, or do you just not even care about baseball? Oh, yeah, I followed him. I have a Madison Bumgarner Giants jersey. I'm friends with his wife and his mother-in-law on Facebook. So I get all the, the cool snippets of his life that not a lot of people get to see because he just doesn't talk much. I mean, understandably, because he's pretty dull, but get that get that kind of perspective via Facebook and small town community live. Nice, nice. What about you, Schweitz? What do you got? You got anybody? Not too many. Uh, Brian Hartline, former wide receiver for the Browns and the Dolphins. So uh, Mike Ryan must love him. Uh, he and I went to preschool together. He was my roller skating partner. So we held hands during all of the couples, uh, couple skates because it was, you know, four and five-year-olds. Uh, he also eventually went on to play against 
my high school in football where he was the quarterback. He hadn't moved to receiver yet before going to Ohio State. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. Nobody really interesting. We have uh, a few like local uh, collegiate stars from Ohio, but nobody, nobody too important. Yeah, what about you? So my high school growing up, we played against uh, Otis Hill. Um, Otis Hill was a 6'9", 6'10", lanky sort of kid, or, or, or adult, I guess, at this point, but uh, went to Syracuse and then had not much career in the NBA, but played a bunch overseas in Europe and and I think also in Israel and places like that. So that was uh, that was one guy we played against. And um, I always joked with my coach, send me in. Let me start a fight with him so he gets thrown out. We have a chance to win the game. My coach was not down for that uh, that topic or that idea. But a funny story about it is, so my dad was worked um, as a teacher and then an administrator in New York City. And we would always go, he would come to the games and Otis Hill would always be like helping the JV team with the shoot around or collecting the balls on the racks after the fact. And my dad was like, one day was just like, man, that's his job. And that's how they have him here at this school. And I was like, what? He's like, no, that's his job that he gets, uh, you know, compensated for, as they'll say, um, without sort of calling him out on it. But it was just like, it was very funny. So that was, uh, that was sort of the, probably the one person that really was even mildly famous that, that I interacted with necessarily in high school. Allie, you have another one? Go back to you so, for a second. Yeah. So kind of sort of, because it's like, you're in your element and it's like your go-to what you're good at. You think of sports as like something you're good at, but I was really good at being a third shift manager at McDonald's in college. So one night I was on my shift and Appalachian State superstar quarterback Armani Edwards comes to the drive-through, completely blitzed out of his mind, ordered 15 cheeseburgers, and then went about his way. And I felt like, you know, that's kind of us in our own element compete, you know, being in a competition with each other, trying to make 15 cheeseburgers, him trying to get food in his belly because he was on the weed. Shout out to State. Very good. <laughs> Speaking of weed, my sister-in-law went to middle school with Drake. She was in Les Mis with him. She supposedly kissed him. She <laughs> was... Though we can't confirm this anymore because there's different tellings of the story, but we think it's funny. When would, when was he in Degrassi? Just a few years after that? I don't yeah. know how young he was when that show was on, but... I don't know. Uh, I don't know when he was paralyzed. I'm just not sure when he got shot, any of those things. I don't think it's even appropriate to call him wheelchair Jimmy anymore. I just, I. Is that a problematic <laughs> show now? Maybe it's 2021. So who knows? In, in many ways, what show's not problematic nowadays? What What was really funny though, is I remember we were in the car and one of his, you know, he hadn't, he was, he was being played on the radio, but he wasn't like massive. And somebody called my wife and just like, they're playing Aubrey on the radio. Cause that's you know how they all knew him at school. He was Aubrey. He was you know just the the theater kid who went to their middle school. He's like, who's Aubrey? Drake. Oh, <laughs> and then it sort of clicked for them. Very cool. Very cool. So now salute to Drake. <laughs> salute to Flem. So now we're going to talk. Uh, go back to something that happened last week when they had Mita Kimes on. 
And I know I was certainly happy that they had her on, even though they really wasted her time and Billy was was his usual wonderful get in the way self. But what do you guys think? Were you excited to hear Mina? Are you over her? Do you what's your opinions? Schweitz, we'll go to you first. Well, you might not be able to tell by my voice, but I was very excited. Um, it just we haven't heard her since the freedom. Always entertaining, even when they waste their time. I think she enjoys that too. She just seems so busy and so analytical that I think sometimes she needs, you know, just to laugh a little bit. And so yeah, no, I, I had a. I mean, I remember when I was listening to that part of the pod, I was uh, rocking my daughter to sleep, and I just had the biggest smile on my face. My daughter's crying in my ear, but I'm just smiling ear to ear because it's like, yay, Mina's on. She's interacting. They're wasting her time. You know, they're not talking football. This is great. What about you, Ellie? What'd you think? So I, I like how she's went from, you know, the, the lovable lady that dressed up as Elmo and did DMX voices. And now she's on like everything you can think of when it comes to the NFL. I, I saw that while flipping through ESPN plus that she was doing the simulcast with a few other people during the, I guess the Sunday night game, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just really nice to see somebody from our universe just get, the recognition that she deserves and that she's earned over the course of um, her career. And it's just really good to see because she is a genuinely nice and sweet person and funny and she really knows her job. And she was, she was really in the know when it came to the business side, whenever she was on, uh, I'm trying to think of where she used to be on like CNBC, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So it's just nice to see her transition from the, the business side, then getting into sports and now finding um, her passion mm-hmm. and, and her knowledge base through just how much she knows in the NFL. It's just, you love to see. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you can see it like the genuineness of when she's talking about whatever the topic is. Some in many ways to all of us, regular folks, the minutia of something or the way they did the drop back or the way they ran this or the, how the defense set up. And, and she just like so excitable and so passionate about it. It's, it's, it's very wonderful, wonderful to see. And it makes me think of one of the topics that they talked about, which was when Dan said, every dog likes cars. And it made me think of um, Lenny. And it made me think of also Katie and her dog Myrtle, because at some point I saw on Twitter that Katie right back, no, Myrtle hates cars. And then um, Mina wrote back that, you know, oh, Lenny loves cars. He hated them until I got him this like special dog carrier or whatever. And it just sort of made me laugh that sort of the interactions that go on between the Leviton and Friends universe and how, I mean, it, really they're not sports related. They're not serious. They're all the other stuff that all of us have going on in our lives. And I always sort of love to see that. Go I ahead, also Ellie. love the fact that she has a pavement album cover in the back of all of her Zoom meetings. Anytime she's on from her Zoom office, it's that pa- pavement album cover. So shout out to pavement. My my favorite contribution that Mina has on my life is the fact that her mother is now a part of my life through tweets. Just because following Sunman Kimes is just, especially when she rips into Mina or uh, compliments Pablo, is just always just always a treat. And so, Ali, you have some dogs, right? What are, do your dogs car lovers or car haters, or does it depend where you're going? Are they sticking their heads out the window? Are they sitting in the front? Are you strapping them in? Give us all so the I have, yeah. So I have strap two, it so, in. Yeah, strap it on, Aunt O. So I have two of them. One is a small 11 pound Bichon Frise mix with a Shih Tzu named Norman. We call him Nani. So he 
gets car sick. So I have to feed him Benadryl because we learned the hard way that he gets sick in the car because on the way home from driving from Kansas City to North Carolina to go see my family, he threw up all over the car in the span of 15 minutes. So he takes drugs now and he hates the car and he just kind of sits there and just kind of gets through it. I have a 50 pound mini Bernie doodle, which is Bernie's mountain dog mixed with a poodle named Bristol. And anytime he gets in the car, he knows he's going to doggy daycare. So he gets really excited to go see his doggy daycare friends to go socialize with other big dogs and see the lady workers there that give him all the tummy rubs and all when he gets in the car, it's going somewhere good. Cause I never, ever take my dogs anywhere else in the car, except if it's to the vet, that's it. And I have to drug them for that to the point of sedation because they hate other people. That is wonderful. And yet sad at the same time for me, Alex. Did you happen to be near your dogs today whenever they were the crew was doing the dog barking trying to mimic being a dog the dog barking was hilarious so my dogs only freaked out when they played dan orlovsky's clip i played the other ones for them and they they did nothing nothing for them it's just with the dan orlovsky one they're like huh 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 but with the other ones they just sat there like uh what are they doing i just wonder what they were speaking in dog code if you watch that clip, Mina's face is so funny when he starts doing it. Uh, I, I suggest everyone find that on Twitter if you haven't seen it, because her facial expressions are worth it. Funny and yet, you know, enjoyable at the same time. So speaking of funny, did either of your football teams do anything good, bad, ugly, funny this weekend? Because I didn't watch a second of football. So I have no idea what's going on or who's good or who's not good. So except maybe I the Raiders sh- are for real. Yeah, no, they're not for real. Lamar Jackson just made a couple of blunders, but sadly I share a love of football with Stu in that I'm a Jets fan. And so it was an awful weekend because our old quarterback Darno um, beat us. Um, it wasn't a good game by anybody. Um, although his stat line wasn't bad, but you know, it's just, you know, as Stu says, the NFL was setting us up to, to feel worse about ourselves by giving us week one on the road against our ex quarterback. Of course. Sure. Why not? Like, drama. So, yeah. Drama. The Jets are the suck. Panthers. There's good? No drama. Are the yeah. Panthers good? I stopped watching them when Cam had his MVP season and then I fell off the Panthers bandwagon. I mean, what I would say is McCaffrey's back, which I think will give them a couple more wins that they had last season. And I mean, Darnell's not terrible. He was coached by Gase, and Gase is just an awful coach. And so, you know, other than standing close to Peyton Manning one time, he's done nothing in his football career. So I'm not surprised that Darnell left the Jets and went someplace else and got coached up a little bit and looked a little better. So it's going to be a long season. But I will say, I mean, I have a much better coach issue than I had the last couple of years, so... The small battles I'm sort of excited on. Is it Rex um, Ryan? <laughs> no, it is not Rex Ryan. But if it was, I would ask you to show me your feet. So we'll go down there. Schweitz, what about you? What was your uh, football weekend like? Uh, well, my parents were visiting for the first time seeing them in a few years. So didn't watch too much football. We caught a bit of the uh, Steelers-Buffalo game, which wasn't that exciting. Um yeah, it's weird. Toronto's sort of in a weird spot. So the their media market for the NFL is Buffalo. So it's been trash for so long, but now they're really excited. So uh, yeah, sort of surprised the Steelers ended up pulling that one out. But 
I wish Roethlisberger was dead. Other than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's getting there. Yeah. With every passing day. Speaking of passing. Yeah. Speaking of, go ahead, Sway. Uh, we, uh, we lost a great this week uh, after his battle with cancer. We lost Norm MacDonald. And I was wondering if anyone had uh, some memories. He was one of my favorite comics. Just, I will always go with a, a deadpan delivery and um, just, you know, watched all of his movies growing up, Dirty Work, uh, loved him in Billy Madison. Just, what, 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 are you, what are you guys feeling after that? And loved watching all the clips, the moth joke, all of it. Go ahead, Allie. So... It was kind of at a weird age that I don't really remember him on SNL, but after going back and watch, watching it as like a college student, just trying to get caught up with that that time in SNL that I didn't really understand Norm MacDonald. But as I grew older, I learned to appreciate that kind of humor. And it's just unfortunate what happened with getting let go from SNL with all the OJ jokes because OJ used to play golf with the SNL people. And that's why he couldn't make jokes and he kept making jokes and he got cut which I thought his OJ jokes were absolutely hilarious and you should still continue to do them to this day. But yeah, it's just sad, especially when you don't really know what's going on in somebody's life and it feels like it just comes out of nowhere like that. It was like with Chadwick Boseman last year. You didn't know that he was he was that sick with, with cancer and it really breaks your heart that someone had to suffer like that and try to put on a brave face um, while he was still trying to be funny. And I think he was even supposed to be at some comedic stand-up night in November, if I'm not mistaken. Like he was still planning on continuing to do all his stand-up and it's just really really sad yeah i was i was shocked that nine years that he was able to to hide that like you know if you told me it was one year that he was hiding it fine but like nine years is that's that's a long time Aunt, what about you yeah de definitely so uh I, I was a big norm mcdonald fan at the same time every so often he stepped on the joke, I feel like, or, or, or wrote out the joke a little too long. That said, if you love him, um, Mark from our group, uh, Levitard Show fan, reminded me to go look at, he did a roast as part of the Bob Saget roast, and he just leans into all the awkwardness. And it's, if you like that humor, it's just so bleeping funny. It just... You know, and, and as they talked about on the show today, he was a comedian's comedian. So many of the comedians were like, Norm was great. And that in many ways is like how you know that someone's really good at what they do. When, especially in the, in the comedian world, it seems if, if you can make other comedians laugh, you've, you know, you've got it. You've got something, you know, going there. Allie? So I got unbelievably frustrated in the car today because in the big suey, I think it was, or maybe it was the hour they were all out of order today, but... Dan asked Mike after Mike said he was going to play the joke in the in the first hour. Oh, is it the moth joke? And Mike said, No, it's the thing from Conan O'Brien. It's like, No, it is the moth joke because you played it. I got unbelievably frustrated because it's such a funny joke. And I was like, Wait, what other joke is he going with? Because that's like what Norm Macdonald is known for is the no. moth joke about leaving the light on it. It's hilarious. But the the no the other Conan O'Brien thing was it was the last night that um, when Conan was being kicked off of the Tonight Show for Jay Leno. Uh, Norm Macdonald was a guest and he brought a big gift basket and a card and basically he's like, I'll read this to you now. And basically he's reading it and it's all like, congratulations on, on getting the tonight show. I'm sure they'll never take it away from you. And just all of these things just rubbing in because, 
because he and Conan were such good friends. But uh, yeah, I went back yesterday. I watched the the uh, Bob Saget roast segment with Norm, and what I really watched for was how everyone was reacting to him. It's like Jim Norton, Greg Giraldo. They are all just smiling ear to ear, like he's you know bombing essentially. But like he's just literally doing it to make all the guys on stage laugh, and they are all just enjoy it. Like they 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 got it, and they were just you know if you watch their faces, it it it's just worth it. Also, Norm, um, when he was Turd Ferguson on the Jeopardy stuff as Burt Reynolds, freaking hilarious! Like I watched a bunch of like you know. I'll take eight petit for four hundred. Yes. yes. <laughs> It's not eight tick. It's up to ah. Uh, never mind. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was. Uh, I, I was going with that. That's perfect. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely sad. And I mean, as someone who who currently has cancer, it's 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 awful whenever you hear um, you know someone with cancer die. And I I enjoyed the joke that they made on the show where they said he said I don't. Cancer didn't win. It was a draw. We both are dead. I thought, I mean, that's not exactly what he said, but that's just a joke. I had me rolling that, that, that had me rolling as someone, like I said, who's, who's battling cancer, but you know, it's fighting every day. And anyway, so now we're going to go over to Allie for F1 minute. All right. So Smeddy and the funniest thing for the sports weekend messed up what was funny about what she was talking about for the Formula One race that was at Monza, Italy this past weekend, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton crashed. They asked Valtteri Bottas who finished third. What he thought about it. It's funny because he's Finn. He's replacing a Finn driver at Alpha Romeo for next year. He currently drives for Mercedes. It's funny because the other Finn driver he's replacing his name's Kimi Raikkonen. He was the 2007 Formula One world champion. He drove for Ferrari and he was known as a very deadpan, very serious, very short to straight to the point talker. He said, leave me alone. I know what I'm doing is the most famous thing he said. And it's funny because Valtteri Bottas said in his interview, oh, that's very unfortunate. And that was it. And that's why it was funny because Time. it's a we're going to land the plane here and say uh, salute to Flem once again and salute to Drake. We'd love to hear a review of, of, of how good uh, Schweitz's sister was as a kisser, but we'll see. My sister-in-law. So, oh, sister-in-law. Oh, okay. And I can't tell you that. So well, no, I'm no not asking you to tell me. I mean, I'm going to ask Drake next time I see him. Make sure you're checking out all of the other podcasts in the Lauer After Hours family. There's good stuff there. We're not going to talk bad about everybody else to try to elevate ourselves. We're pretty confident with what our product is. We don't have to edit. We don't have to demean other people to, to elevate ourselves. We want you to take a listen to them, be part of the family, and also go to shop.lauerafterhours.com for some great gear. And uh, again, just enjoy the entire family of products that's ever expanding. Mm-hmm. Allie, where can we find you on Twitter? I will be at the Daryl Waltrip section at Bristol Motor Speedway. Holler at your girl. It's Bristol, baby. Schweitz, what about you? I'm in Toronto. <laughs> so, at Toronto? Um, if at you want to get him on Twitter. At um, Dirty Work. Okay. And I'm Ant. You can find me at Stiano on Twitter. S-T-A-I-A-N-O. And it was enjoyable talking to all of you. And have a good week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.